Here we go, College Football Payoff Podcast. We are in, what is this, week 13? 13. Week 13, episode 14, episode 51 overall. I'm Dan. I'm Fuji Betts. Fuji Betts. And it's rivalry week now. I'm surprised I said that on the first try. Um, But this is the week right before the conference championships or Army-Navy. And comes down to some big matchups. Notably, Ohio State-Michigan, the game. It is the first time since I think it was 2006 that both teams have been undefeated. Ohio State's ranked two. Michigan's ranked three. Biggest game on the slate thus far. Uh, And we both have a play for it. So we'll get into that one. You have three. I have three. Uh, We're going to fly through this. We're recording it a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to... Happy All Thanksgiving. Our American audience. Yes. And our Canadian audience. Happy it's Thursday. Just, just happy what it's just a regular Thursday for oh, them. Oh, okay. Their Thanksgiving was like last month or something. Oh, they have Boxing Day the day after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so happy Thursday to the Canadians. Um but yeah. So we'll we'll fly through this one. Real easy listening. Uh quick recap of last week though, our fiftieth episode. We both went one and two. Uh, there were some tough, tough losses in there. I had TCU minus two and a half, and the end of that game was just wild because they had no timeouts left. I didn't even realize they didn't have timeouts left. They ran the ball, and then they ran their special teams unit out on the field to kick the game-winning field goal. I thought I had somewhat of a chance for a touchdown, but no, no idea what was going on. But their coach said they practiced it all the time, so that's pretty wild. I don't know if I believe them or not, but uh, that was one of my losses. Then Oklahoma State, yeah, they got shellacked by Oklahoma. Uh, my lone win was the San Diego State minus 14 on Friday night. Uh, and then what was your recap? Uh, my, you know, my week last week, also one and two week. Sucks for the 50th episode, but it is what it is. Um, my most confident pick of the week, East Carolina minus six. Uh, never had a chance. Might be one of the most embarrassing bets I've ever placed on the show. Um, they got just blown out by Houston. It was never never a chance of them covering. They're down the whole game. Just straight up embarrassing. Um, Michigan State minus 10.5 was also a loss. No pride with Sparty. They didn't want to make a bowl game. Mel Tucker slowly turning into a fraud. Um, yep. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he has a good year next year. Then my one win was uh, Illinois plus 18. That one was pretty easy, to be honest. I was yeah. covered that one by a lot. And, um, you know, Illinois had a chance to win that game outright. So, you know, it's kind of weird what happened at the end of the game. Clear offense pass interference pick play by Michigan to, to put that one away or to give them the opportunity to kick the game-winning field goal. But it is what it is. Last week, 1-2 and two on season 23-16. and 16. So we're still... Uh, Still pretty good there. Looking to finish strong. Rivalry week, championship week, um, and then the bowl season. Yep. Yeah, you're uh, 59% on the season. I'm 55% at 24 and 20 overall. And the podcast is 56% at 47 and 36. That's the recap. All right. Oh, wait. I got an all-time, an updated all-time record for me. Oh. Did you ever figure out, did you ever look at yours? Nope. Didn't have time. I 
but now that uh the holiday week this week i'll do it during Thanksgiving. so good we're not this is a hobby we're not proud. how about we'll get it we'll get it uh before we do the conference championships that'll give me okay that's good enough time uh 107 79 and one wow not bad so beauty yeah i'll get i'll get you mine uh before the conference championship games um all right i mean let's let's just jump right into this first one it's the biggest game we're not going to save the best for last we're going to kick it off with ohio state michigan in columbus uh as always this game is at noon saturday and the weather because i'm i'm big on the weather this week all three of my games have chance of rain but in columbus you're gonna have 53 degrees and uh winds under 10 miles an hour for this one, I'm going off of a couple things here. So I'm going to go off of basically what happened last year. Uh, I think in a game like this, you have to you have to look at what happened last year. Um, location of the game, which Columbus, I mean, Michigan had great home field advantage last year. Uh, Columbus is going to try to one-up them this year. And then both defenses are superb, so... Uh, Michigan has a top five national defense. They're number one in total defense, number two in scoring defense, number four in rushing offense. I know that's not defense, but it just kind of flows. But that offense, the number four in rushing offense, is going to roll me into my next topic, and that's Blake Corum. Uh, Blake Corum had to leave that game against Illinois late in the first half, uh, hurt his knee, and it looked bad. He tried to jump over a guy. Guy went low, saw his knee buckle, and as Corum flipped in the air, he actually fumbled the ball because he was reaching for his knee before he hit the ground, so that's not a good sign. They brought him back for one play in the second half, and that was it. Didn't play the rest of the game. They're being pretty hush-hush about this. They're not saying if he is good to go or if he's lingering injury. They just today at noon so we're we're filming this on monday and they're saying no update as of noon today so i don't know if that's a tactic on them do you got an update or um yeah so just to chime in here i'm wait did you say your pick yet sorry i was oh sorry i'll say my pick so that you can chime in as well yeah uh the pick on this one is the under 57 and a half nice me too there we go so we're in unity yeah unity here we're you know Brothers in arms on this bet. Brothers in arms. Uh, looking up some Blake Quorum info on gambling Twitter today, I did see um, Michigan offensive tackle Ryan Hayes uh, quote today said he's a great player, but everybody else is going to step up without him. There it is. I or, mean, with, or sorry, everybody else is going to step up with him out. He actually set out. The lineman did. So, But if we look back to last week, I think Oregon may have purposely planted a fake. Yeah. Uh, uh, remember when or- the Oregon wide receiver last week said that uh, Bo Nix is going to be out. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to jump the gun on that news. But I do look on the site that I bet on, and they have taken down the Ohio State-Michigan game. So I, it's early signs of looking that Blake Corum might be out of this game. Wow. And that's huge for our pick for the under. So you need to jump on this one because 
That, I mean, moving fast, but we were recording on a Monday, so we're taking the fifty-seven and a half, no matter what. Yes. Happens. Oh yeah. So. God yes. But because that plays into it is Ohio State. Uh, well, Michigan. Let's talk about Michigan first. Michigan's offense is through Blake Corum. They they That's really whole offense. they cannot do anything else. And if you take that out, Ohio State's defense has improved. Their DBs are still a little shaky, but their defense has improved. And take Blake Corum out of the picture. I don't see Michigan scoring too many points. Uh, 57 and a half. You're still looking at a, what, 32, let's say like 32-26 game or whatever it is. I mean, 31-24 covers this. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I like that. And and I really, I, I think Stroud is going to struggle this game. Yeah. You can't just force the ball to um, Marvin Harrison Jr. the whole game. And on top of that, I don't know if Trey Henderson is going to be back. I don't know or where Mayan Williams, Williams is real. Deal. Mayan Williams is a tank, but for him to miss games and to be out is a big deal. Ohio and State did find their next great running back, I think, like against a, Maryland. Dallin Hayden. Yeah. I mean, he's explosive. Wasn't so. he there originally their fifth on their depth chart this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. he, I mean, he, he'll have, he just won't be able to do what Trey and, and uh, Williams do, but I mean, he'll, he'll be able to get them yardage but i still can't take the seven and a half no so yeah because if you look at opposite sides of the ball ohio state's offense against michigan's defense that's going to be a battle because michigan has a great defense uh ryan day isn't the ryan day is the kevin stefanski of college football when it comes to calling plays it's an ohio thing yep yeah oh, sorry but ryan day is just stupid when he calls plays let's put it that way uh stroud i think stroud's completely overrated he he's scared, and I think he was scared last year when he played this team. He's going to get hit once or twice. Gets happy feet in the pocket. Yeah. If they don't call just like crossing routes and let Harrison or Fleming or Stroud run loose, or not Stroud, well, Stover, just, Stover run yeah. loose, then they could be in trouble. Stover could be the key to this game for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but on top of that, you know, back to the Stroud conversation is you know it is known to have a uh, futures Heisman ticket on Caleb Williams that I placed I checked today I placed it on July 28th so I really need Stroud to I don't you know I don't want Ohio State to lose you know because I'm you know I want your Buckeye <laughs> so I want them to win but I do not want Stroud to to run away with the Heisman with this game I think you'll be fine there um so that's Ohio State's offense against Michigan's defense and then you flip it over and you got Ohio State's defense which is is coming into their own and then Michigan's offense who Sounds like they're going to be without quorum. This could be a low game. This could be a low-scoring game. Uh, I'm very confident, and I'm even more confident that we're both on the same page when we didn't say a single word to each other about this game yes, today. I like that. Um, it's going to be the best game of the year, hands down. Winner goes yeah. to the Big Ten Championship, basically could solidify themselves in the college football playoff. And, and losers, with everything happening and the way things may shake up, loser of this game, to keep it within one score – has a pretty legit chance to still make the playoffs. So yep. it'll be interesting to see how things unfold here. So, yeah, we're both in on this one. We're going with the under 57.5 as of today. Under 57.5 in the Ohio State-Michigan game. Uh, that's um, that's going to cap off fantastic Thanksgiving week. Yes. All right. Uh, let's go. We got two more each. You want me to... Do you want to go or you want me to go? What do you well, want? I'll go with this one. Let's see it. We're going to go to the state of North Carolina for a Friday game, a 3.30 kickoff. We're going to take, just right off the bat, we're going to go over 56 in the UNC 
NC State football game. Why are we going to do this? Is because one, North Carolina. I mean, they did lose last week to Georgia Tech, and Drake May probably lost his you know route to the Heisman. But they are already locked into this ACC championship game, and so I, I do think they'll they'll try a couple things. They'll score enough points to do their part to get to the total. But at the end of the day, North Carolina's defense is just straight up terrible. I mean, really, really bad. They allow over 450 yards a game, 170, almost 180 yards through the ground every game. Um, lost to Georgia Tech last week, who's absolutely abysmal, who has a transfer quarterback from Akron starting. Um, but NC State has been too hot themselves ever since the injury to Devin Leary, which has caused um, NC State to go with you know a bunch of different backups and have to find different ways to put points up on the board. Uh, I still think it doesn't really matter who plays against this UNC defense. I do think NC State will be able to score enough, and with how good UNC's offense is, I think 56 is just about the right number. I think we can see a 33-30 game here, you know, a 33-27 game here, um, high 20s, low 30s. But um, at the end of the day, I look back in the past, like, five Matchups between these two teams have all gone over this total of 56. So I'm just going to lock it in here in Chapel Hill. I don't think it'll be too packed of an environment because UNC is looking forward to next week. So they do have a chance to let NC State run it up even with a backup quarterback. So let's go over 56. Nice. So we got two games with the totals. I'm going to make it the third game with the total, and I'm taking it over. As well, we're talking about the South Carolina Clemson game. Total is set at 50 and a half right now, and I'm going over in that game. Uh, this is noon. Clemson, I think it's chance of right now, like 50% chance. Again, 60-degree weather, so uh, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. But uh, Clemson, South Carolina, over 50 and a half. South Carolina put a whooping on Tennessee. I mean, they scored, what was it, 63 points last week against Tennessee. Unbelievable. And it was almost like Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, I never really thought he was that good of a quarterback, but it's almost like in in some kind of a big game, you know, which a rivalry game, I feel like it's it's his first game in this rivalry, right, Clemson, South Carolina. He was at Oklahoma. Where was he yeah, last yeah, year? Yeah, he was at Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. So Rattler's coming off of uh, six touchdowns against then-ranked fifth, the fifth-ranked then Tennessee team, uh, which very, very sad that Hendon Hooker went out. That was a tough injury to watch. But Rattler, six touchdowns last week against a ranked opponent, a top-five-ranked opponent. And it's like him and Beamer, the head coach, have been – a great duo this year. They won uh, multiple games by double-digit margins uh, and at least 50 points. They've come out flat with a few times, so they're they're kind of a hit-and-miss offense, but I feel like you, there's no shot you come out flat in this game. You're going to have to be ready to go. Um, they're going up against Dabo, so you got Clemson, who their defense is 28th, but uh, they're without... Brett Venables, who, I mean, that's that's been hindering this team. Uh, they've lost games because of it. They've given up a lot of points because of it. Uh, 
Their their defense, like I said, 28th. They've held opponents to 20 points or less in the past two weeks. They gave up 26 points. That's Louisville and Miami, though, so we'll kind of skip past that. But they have Uyangole as their quarterback. He's been solid, but every time I flip on a game, which I don't watch Clemson that much, but he has had a couple of disappointing outings. The thing is, they bring in a backup quarterback, and Clemson's a big-time program, so they're going to be able to kind of cycle in and out there. Uh, Uyangule can run, too. He likes to get out of the pocket, get time for his receivers. South Carolina gives up. They give up points. I mean, they gave up still 38 last week. I think they gave up 14 of those points after Hendon Hooker was injured. So they can give up points, but coming off of a big, big game last week, scoring a lot of points, kind of rolling. And they're right now, I think they're third in the SEC East. So they're kind of playing, you know, they're playing to get themselves into a big-time bowl game. Yeah. You know, so I feel like this rivalry game, uh, South Carolina's offense woke up at at the right time. They woke up big against the top-five team. Uh, Uyungle and Rattler can both be – very dangerous and in a rivalry game like we say it's you kind of throw you throw certain previous bad games in the season you throw them out the window and you say all right let's go uh weather's going to play well for the quarterbacks uh i think this is it's pretty easy that this is going to go over 50 and a half you're like you're looking at what 27 you know 28 to 21 or well that's 49 20 (laughs) Let's say, let's say 28, 24, 36, whatever it is. But I feel like one of these teams has to be up in the 30s. And uh, not too many injuries looking at here. Yeah, so looks like everyone's going to be there, uh, all the important people. And, yeah, we should see a lot of points scored in this one. I'm, I'm going over 50.5 in Clemson, South Carolina. Okay. I like it. Um you know what? This one was tough to take. It's a tough board, short week. I am worried a little bit about um, Quinn Ewers and his performance the last couple of weeks. But at the end of the day, I think with how bad of a letdown spot it is, an emotional letdown spot um, for Baylor after losing that game to uh, TCU in the fashion that they did last week, Mm-hmm. Wanted to be spoiler and and things like that just just wreck a wreck a team's morale. Um, man, I want to I want to go with Texas minus eight and a half here. So, you know what? I will add a fourth one actually though, just Ooh. just because it's the right thing to do. Okay. But um, Quinn Ewers has not been too good the last few games. Just was abysmal against TCU. Couldn't get the ball moving. And then last week, even though they beat Kansas 55-14, to 14, Ewers only had like 112 yards passing. He averaged 5.1 yards of offensive production per pass, per attempt, not even per completion. So, I mean, just not, not really what you would think we would be seeing out of him. I don't know if he's still hurt or what the deal is, but on the other side of the, you know, on the other side of the offensive game is not, you you just have a Heisman candidate or a preseason Heisman candidate, Bijan Robinson, who went off for uh, two hundred forty three yards last week. 
and four touchdowns. So I I think that combined with you know Baylor giving up over 130 yards rushing per game, even though they have D- uh, Dave Aranda, who's a pretty pretty solid defensive mind, one of the better defensive mind, definitely one of the best ones in the Big 12. Um, even though he may be able to out scheme viewers. I don't think his team is going to be able to get up off the mat after getting knocked out by TCU last week. And even if they can shut down the pass, they're not going to want to continue to shut down this run that um, that Texas has. Texas's defense, on the other hand, has is, is been pretty trending pretty well the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, they did shut down TCU to only scoring 17 points, which is the lowest that TCU scored all year. So I, I do think that... Um, Although Texas's offense is not what we're going to rely on here, I do think their defense can help us out on the other end. Um, Baylor's had injuries at quarterback. They flip-flopped. They don't really have any consistency. End of the year game, they're not going to want to get up off the mat and have to go to Austin. Let's go Texas minus 8.5. All right. But I will have one more, just, just a little quick one. Oh, okay. You know what? I'll just throw it out now. Go for it. I was waiting all... You know, I don't have really a big analysis for this outside of, you know, this is for a spot in the Big 12 championship ranked matchup, Civil War. But I'm going to ride with Bo Nix, minus three at Oregon State. Um, I was looking at this line all day. It was at Oregon um, minus three and a half. But when we were recording, check the odd screen here. Just bumped down to Oregon minus three, so... There's my fourth pick. Oregon okay. minus three for rivalry week. Yeah, I was looking at that. I just, and I guess Bo Nix is good to go, yeah? Oh, he played last week. I know he did, yeah, but so I saw there was one hit where he got up kind of gingerly. He, he got up pretty tough. But if he if he played last week, and they still did pretty well, one against Utah, which is a really tough team to play against. Now, Oregon State, I think, beat Oregon last year, mm-hmm. if I look back at it. But I, I think Oregon... Still, you know, they're technically still playing for a playoff spot. They yeah. could mess around and beat USC and somehow sneak in that fourth spot, or even third if if Ohio State, Michigan loser makes it in. So we'll see what the deal is. I think they're going to go hard no matter what. I think they're focused. They can get up for this game. Give me Oregon minus three. Nice. All right. So the rare four pack from from Fuji on this I one, huh? I don't do that too much. Not a lot. All right. All Thanksgiving present. There's your Thanksgiving dessert. Okay. My last one. Illinois Northwestern is a game that not many people want to watch. Uh, We got currently, I think, Illinois is... See, on here it says minus 10.5. On my sheet, I have them at minus 13.5. Can you give me an updated odd on that? Yes, I can. Illinois Northwestern. This is Saturday. Uh... Saturday in Evanston, Illinois, and the weather there is it's going to be 48. I mean, it's Big Ten football, 48 degrees, 50% chance of rain, but wind uh, under 8 miles an hour. So it's not going to be like the Northwestern game where you have 50-mile-an-hour winds and Ohio State couldn't throw the ball. But uh, just checking on that spread whether it's 10 and a half 14 and a half whatever it is i'm gonna go with illinois in this game i got it at 14 right now 14 yeah yep we're gonna take 14 uh illinois coming into it off of a great game last week against michigan 
1917, but the big thing there was Chase Brown, and he's been he's been a sneaky, sneaky star in college football this year. He yes, runs he the ball really well. Man, last week, 29 carries for 140 yards. Uh, even their quarterback, Tommy DeVito, he, he still was close to 200 yards. He only had nine incompletions. Uh, so that's a 119.8 quarterback rating, no picks. But Illinois was able to move the ball against Michigan at Michigan. All right. Northwestern has not won a game in the United States this year. <laughs> That's right. true. 10-game losing streak. Yeah, they're 1-10, they're and their only win was in Ireland. Who was uh, against Nebraska, who was still coached by Scott Frost. That's true. Yeah, Scott Frost. And that, that tells you a lot. So Northwestern's just having a terrible, terrible time this year. And Illinois, uh, you talk about Chase Brown being the, the mainstay in their offense. So they're a running team. Northwestern, they've given up uh, over 2,000 yards on the ground this year so they're which comes out to about 194 yards per game on the ground uh 21 touchdowns on the ground as well they, they're pretty good against the the pass um 187.7 yards a game 17 touchdowns so they're like 17th in the country uh with when it comes to passing defense but their defense is on the field a lot uh 62nd in 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 the country and they're giving up about 27 points per game. They're giving up points, but the big thing, too, is they, they are not scoring any points. Their last, let's see, their last three games, they've scored 9, 3, and 7. That's been against Purdue, Minnesota, and Ohio State, respectively. Um, they scored 13 against Iowa. That's to be, you know, that's to be, uh, to be foreseen, but Iowa put up 33 points on them. They scored 24 against Maryland. Maryland's not that good at defense. Uh, they scored 7 against Wisconsin, 7 against Penn State, 14 against Miami of Ohio, 24 against Southern Illinois, 23 against Duke, and then they won that game against Nebraska. So they're having trouble putting points on the board. They can't stop the run. Illinois has a dark horse running back in Chase Brown. I think this is this could get away from them. They're just trying to end the season right here. They they don't want to they don't want to do this anymore. Um, Illinois, what are they seven and four? Yeah, seven and four. So they're looking to finish strong here and uh, get themselves into a good bowl game. So not much to be said. It's a game against a team who almost upset Michigan on the road last week against a team who cannot win in the United States of America. Fourteen, I think that's easy. Illinois minus fourteen. It's my last pick. Love it. You're I, done, uh, yeah? You gave your four. Yeah, I was thinking about the under in that game, but just something just held me out. 37 is just a little too low yeah. for me. Yeah, I took that little bonus Iowa under last week, and that blew up in my face. So, Okay, let's recap. Let's get in, get out. I got South Carolina Clemson over 50.5 Illinois, minus 14 against Northwestern. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, under 57.5. Fuji has that as well. What are your other three? My other three are, aside from the under 57.5, is the UNC, NC State, over 56. Uh, Texas, minus 8.5. And, and Oregon, minus 3 in the Civil War. Civil War. All right, rivalry week. This is the last week. 
last week of games, then you got Army, Navy, and then you got the conference championship, right? By the way, uh, conference championship and then Army, Navy. Conference championship, then Army, Navy. Yep. So yeah, flip them then around. Bowl there. season, Heisman yep. season. So yeah, uh, bowl season or conference championship. We'll run through those as well um, that week. Give out a few picks there, and then when we get into our bowl season. We got. I think we were talking today. I think we're gonna break it down to maybe three, four episodes. Uh, give you rundowns of each game. Might not give you a pick in each game, but tell you which way we're kind of leaning. Yeah, I'll give gonna, you a leaner lock. Yep. Leaner lock. That's the episode title. Leaner leans and locks. Love that. All right. All right. Uh, go ahead and hit them with the socials real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. Follow Dan at dposk13 on Twitter. Follow me at Fuji Bets, and then most of all, follow the pod at CFP underscore Pod. Hopefully, we can drive some traffic because college football playoff is getting uh, in motion here, and teams are getting selective. So hopefully, people miss that L when they're typing in playoff and accidentally hit payoff and and pull up us that so, was our marketing that's yeah. that, that was our branding that we thought of make sure to share with your friends like subscribe all that good stuff yep find us wherever you listen to podcasts uh, we're on youtube find us on spotify pandora stitcher stitcher Overcast. yeah stitcher oh man. amazon prime okay and let me get you a random ass quarterback from college football let's see what team uh, ooh, that's a good one. He was with Washington, and then he went to Utah. But he was this was back in like the fifties. Johnny Unitas. No, good guess. Lee Grosscup. Great last name. He was drafted by the Giants with the tenth pick in the nineteen fifty nine draft. He uh, played for five years. That's about it. That's all Great I got career. for you. I just like the name. I saw Grosscup. I thought perfect. And then uh, yeah. All right. Sounds good. You good? I'm good. We'll see you next week. Yep. That's Fuji. I'm Dan. We'll see you next week.